We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast your saturday crew all here together and ready to rock and roll green bay packers football has started for the 2021 season let's get right to it i am jason perone of the Packaday Podcast, Game on Wisconsin, and the Quick Slants Podcast, along with my usual brethren of the Saturday crew, Mark Eckel of Packer Report, and Paul Brennell of Dairyland Express, Cheesehead TV, and the Packers Unrestricted Podcast. Gentlemen, it is Green Bay Packers football season, but before we jump into any Green Bay Packers football, we must do what we always do and start with the weather report. I don't have anything from overseas, so Mark, you are the furthest east, therefore you shall kick off the weather report for this week. How are we looking on the beach? Hot. It's, <laughs> it's gotten hot here. Um, and a little humid as well. Um, it, it had been beautiful. It's still nice. Don't get me wrong. It's still nice. But it's, we, 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 were, we were in mid-80s most of the, the time we've been doing this in the last few for the last months or so. And we're, 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 the eights have turned into a nine. So it's getting up there. And a little more humidity than normal. Although on the beach... Um, that that ocean breeze is beautiful, so that 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 takes away some of that. But but it's hot. It's it's it's, it's we got some heat coming in here now. Hot hot stuff. Well, in Phoenix, I know we're kind of skipping over, but we got to we have to end in Green Bay because that's where all the action is taking place. <laughs> and plus, real quick and simple, in Phoenix, one hundred four sunny, uh, partial chance of showers. It's monsoon season. What else is new? It's hot in the desert, and so we're sweating over here. But in the Dairyland State of Wisconsin, just blocks away, or miles away, I guess you should say, from Lambeau Field. Paul Brettel, how are we looking for Packers training camp and what's going on this weekend weather-wise? It's beautiful now. Uh, the heat moved out and apparently went to Mark in South Carolina because it was in the 90s and humid and all that stuff. But now it's high 70s, sunny, it's beautiful. All right. Very good stuff. Well, it's buzz season, as Mark likes to call it. Training oh, camp no, this, favorite. This was, this was, things happen. This is vibe. <laughs> vi- went from buzz to vibrations. A lot of stuff going on this week. So the Packers just started training camp, but obviously the story before training camp started 
Will he or won't he? The answer is he will. Aaron Rodgers reported to Packers training camp. And the Packers also made a couple of additional moves. They are bringing back former Packers veteran and longtime contributor to the Packers offense, Randall Cobb. Cobb, 10 years ago at this time, was a wide-eyed rookie going to his first training camp. And little did we know he was going to take a kickoff for a record 109 yards in the season opener against the New Orleans Saints just a few weeks after that training camp kicked off. We all remember that. That was really exciting. I remember he gave Mike McCarthy a heart attack on the sideline. The Packers ended up winning that game, by the way. That was a really exciting opener to the season. The Packers coming in and defending their Super Bowl championship. And offensive lineman Dennis Kelly of the Tennessee Titans joins the Green Bay Packers. He started all, all actually, I think he started every game for the Tennessee Titans last season. So he is going to be some, uh, some good depth to add to the offensive line. We're going to talk about all of that stuff. But guys, I think we have to start with the obvious and real quick because our team has not given our take on now that we know what the answer to the question is, will he or won't he on that whole situation. So Mark, I'll start with you. And just kind of an interesting to get your your take too because you covered a lot of training camps. And I don't know if you necessarily saw a situation that was like this, but when something like this is going on and there's so much buildup and then all of a sudden there's that moment. And, you know, from a writer's perspective and a beat writer's a reporter's perspective, when you're gathering for camp that day and just kind of getting ready for it, like as, as somebody who covers the team, what is that like? And what was your take on Rodgers finally returning to Green Bay? Well, all right, let me answer your, your first question first. It's a nightmare for, for a beat writer. Um, you, you don't want, I mean, you don't want, you don't want to be wrong about any, any of it. So um, you're nervous because if, if you're one of the guys that said he is coming you may, and then he doesn't, or if you're one of the people that said, uh, Adam Schefter, um, that he was no way he's ever going to play for the Packers again. And then he shows up, you look like an idiot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of it's it's a tough spot for me. And I, I never had um, I had the Eagles had the Eagles were known, especially under their previous owner, Norman Brayman. They were known for training camp holdouts, uh, but never the the quarterback, never the the main, the big name guy. They, a lot of their Reggie White sued the team. That was one of the crazier things I've, I've ever covered because um, Reggie felt that he should have been a free agent a year earlier than he was. Well, I'm glad he wasn't. Uh, that would have changed history. I used to would have gone to Green Bay because I still would have told him to go, you know, there we go. It, it still would have worked out. Uh, but, um, no, I mean, he, you know, he, and he had a, he, he lost the, the claim, but he had a good point. His agent was a guy named, at the time, was Patrick Forte, who did his contract with the Eagles, when he came out of the USFL and there was like, I don't know, there was something in the contract where every other con, every other guy that came from the USFL had that last year was like avoidable years. I, it was, I, I, it's a long time ago, so I don't remember all the details, but Reggie is Reggie. Like most of us assumed he was going to, he, you know, his time was, you know, he was going to be a free agent. He should not, you know, he was ready to go. Um, but the Eagles had this, his agent forgot to take this clause out or did something. That's what they were saying. He forgot. But bottom line was the Eagles, after Reggie signed with the Eagles out of the USFL, the Eagles hired Patrick Forte as their personnel director. I forget his, his exact title, but he, he, was, he had a pretty good job in the Eagles front office. So 
Reggie's claim was he, you know, he's the Forte and Eagles had a thing going that, and they, and he's the guy that got screwed out of it, you know, that it, you know, it, it was nasty. It was a, and it, you know, it went, it actually, it was, I mean, you knew he wasn't coming back after that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you knew that that was his last year. They, 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 the, the courts or whatever upheld the fact that, yeah, Reggie, you did get screwed, but the contract's a contract, and in your contract it says you're not a free agent until next year. So that was one of the crazier things. And then we had the, the T.O. fiasco the, in 2005 after they went to the Super Bowl, and but he never held out. He, he showed up. He just showed up. He was nuts. Um, so we had that. that I, yeah, we, we had our share of free agency things, but not, never the quarterback, never the – um, and especially a Hall, the well, Eagles haven't had a Hall of Fame quarterback, but um, never an Aaron Rodgers type guy. Because Reggie, like I said, that all happened. He was in camp. He didn't. I don't. I don't believe he he missed camp with it because I think it got settled prior to the start of camp. Um, but yes, but but we, you know, I think I'm pretty sure the three of us were all on the he's going to be there, right? Yeah. I think we, we all, all. I think we all thought yep. that. I think we all thought that was going to be the case. So when you heard when you heard the news. That he was said, coming back, Mark. What was your take? Okay, I, that's what I, I I told you so. Yeah, <laughs> kind of sort of like I wasn't. I I, I never thought he would. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, you can't trade yourself, and the Packers made it clear they weren't trading him. So, yeah, he could have retired, but he wasn't going. And I, and I know he even said, "Oh, I thought about retiring." Well, you, listen, as someone who did retire, you don't think about retiring. You either retire or or or, or you don't. I knew when I, I knew when I was going to retire and I was retiring. He wasn't going to retire. He come on. He's the guy. One day he's still on top of his game. Um, there was yeah. He well, I I never bought that, and I don't buy it even when he said that he thought about. It. Yeah, maybe for a second he thought about it. But so it, no. So for you, so for you, it's like okay, you're there. Great, get to work and let's go win a championship. Yes. Yep. Yeah, Paul. That, when that, you that oh, so Paul, when you heard the news and you got talking about buzz, you're right down the street from Lambeau Field. But when you heard the news, you know there is there is something to be said about the moment when you know that it's it's finally official, even though you're you're 99.9 percent sure in your own mind that it's going to happen. But what was your take when you heard that Rodgers was headed back to Green Bay? I mean, obviously, I was thrilled because this team is this roster is really 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 good and they are a super bowl contender with him um not without him that just plain and simple so obviously he's back i was thrilled to hear so um and then like you guys already said i expected him to be here didn't know in what manner didn't know if it's going to be on day one of training camp or just before week one beginning, but I did anticipate him being there. So I think the biggest takeaway is just, like I said, excited because this team is it's stacked. It's loaded. That's what I said uh, the previous couple times I talked about it on Quick Slants and on here too. The Packers give Aaron Rodgers his best chance to win. Aaron Rodgers is the Green Bay Packers' best chance to win. So mutually mm-hmm. it was obviously not going to get any better if the goal is to win a Super Bowl than them coming back together and getting back together. Now they did rework some money and restructure part of Aaron Rodgers' deal. Some of those financials and all that are still coming out. So we'll maybe tackle that another time because there's actual football stuff to talk about. And some of those other topics that we mentioned, that stacked roster, Paul, that you mentioned, I think we also need to to get to and talk about. I was excited. I, I Like I said, I was not surprised that he was coming back. Uh, 
the press conference, we talked a little bit before we started recording, and I think we all agree the transparency that Rodgers conveyed was kind of a nice, refreshing change. We don't typically see that. It's a lot of coach speaking, especially in Green Bay. I feel like the Packers really monitor and are very careful with what they share, what they say. We don't get a look behind the curtain. They're not that type of organization, at least not in real time. After the fact, sure, we'll hear about stuff after the fact. If anybody's followed, the, you know, when Greg Jennings left Green Bay and some of those situations, we finally found out what some of the things were that were said and done. But the transparency was nice. I appreciated just that that glimpse behind it. And, and I'm really curious if Rodgers even bothered to let the team know, hey, I'm going to answer these questions honestly. I don't think he – I think he did it well. I don't think he threw anybody under the bus uh, with anything that he said because I know that there's a lot of – there's a lot of tension in certain areas. But I'm really curious if he even bothered to let the team know – Hey, when they ask me these questions that they're obviously going to ask, I'm going to answer it honestly, and I'm going to share this information. So if you're looking for, you know, any savings of the ego or anything like that, he was asked what his relationship with Brian Gutekunst was, and his answer was, it's professional, let's call it that, or let's leave it at that. That, to me, says a lot. But look, they, it's. I think we've talked about it before. If you work for an organization, you don't have to be best friends with all your coworkers and your bosses. Just function as a team and get your job done. And that's I think that's the most that's the most important thing. So Aaron Rodgers is in town. Randall Cobb is back with the Green Bay Packers. Kelly's in as an offensive tackle. I didn't know much about him, but I saw that picture of him standing next to David Bakhtiari. And it's hard not to get excited about a guy that makes David Bakhtiari look short. And so that was that was really cool. So, guys, why don't we start there and we, we can pick up some other topics, too, about the team. But we were talking about the offensive line and how deep it is, because I remarked before we started recording that the tackle position was, I mean, we we're talking about Yosh Nijman not too long ago and the potential of him. Is he going to make this roster? Are they going to need him? Pure tackles on the roster. Who do they have? David Bakhtiari is not quite ready. He's on physically unable to perform as we expected so that if he's not ready to practice and, the, and he does need to start the season on pup, he, the, the Packers can place him on physically unable to perform because you have to, you can't practice if you're going to go on pup to start the season. So, Let's just start with the offensive line. We we heard it. Well, first of all, we heard about the the starting five along the offensive line, and now we're seeing how some of the reps are getting divvied out because there's a couple rookies. You got Josh Myers, Royce Newman, and you had Kelly in there. You know, we got the the usuals: Elton Jenkins, Billy Turner, Lucas Patrick was out there. And so, Paul, we'll start with you. Offensive line-wise, you're already excited about this roster, but offensive line-wise, this this unit, even without the all-pro Corey Lindsley, looks like they've got some depth. They're going to be in good shape this season. Yeah, absolutely. And as we talked about here in the in the past, we saw how important that depth was last year with injuries and all the movement that had to take place. And this was still the top offensive line unit in football. And once again, they're going to be really good. How whoever ends up being that starting five, and um, from what we've seen from training camp so far with the ones, and obviously this can change. It's been Jenkins at left tackle, and then moving to the right, Runyon, Myers, Patrick, and Billy Turner. We'll have to see how Dennis Kelly fits in. But with that, Lafleur always talks about, and Stenovich as well, it's just putting the best five on the field. And with the versatility that a majority of these players have, that really allows Green Bay that flexibility to do so. They don't have to be so rigid to whereas this player plays this position only. We have to function around that. They can really move guys around and build that best five offensive line. We'll have to see how it shakes out with Kelly, but 
once Bakhtiari is back, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Bakhtiari, Jenkins at left guard, Myers, Billy Turner moves back into right guard, and then Dennis Kelly at right tackle. I wouldn't be surprised seeing that combination at all this season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that's so that that's what's going to be really interesting is how these these pieces come together. I mean, I've been a big Runyon supporter at guard. I like to see him out there. And, and the fact that you want Bakhtiari out there, but it's giving some work to some of the younger guys. The Packers getting an extended look at their young talent is good. Then they'll have a better idea of who can do what. You know, I said before we started uh, as well, it's like, you know, we, we practically did an entire show before we started recording today, but. Kelly is a much better version, a more versatile version of Rick Wagner at right tackle. I mean, the depth now there is just just so much better. And you think about it, last year the Packers had some injury issues. They had to mitigate some of those those guys up on the on, on the front when Bakhtiari went down. You get into the playoff run, they are, they're bringing in Jared Valdir, a band aid at the end of the season, just to try to get through and win a championship. So, Mark. Offensive line wise, I know it's I know it's in a, a group that you're excited about as well. Now that you add Kelly to it, there isn't really a whole lot to to want for. It can always be better, but it could certainly be a lot worse. Oh no, yeah, I, this is a, I'm not going to say it's the best line I've seen, but it's the deepest. Um, the Packers through the years have had some very good offensive lines, going back to the to the Favre years when they had um, you know um, Cat Clifton and 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 Mark Tauscher at tackle and. Mike Wall at guard. Rivera. You know, they, they had Flanagan. Rivera. 
Yeah, I mean, that, they had some good lines. Um, and then even after that, they had, you know, but um, it's deep. It's very deep. And it's, there's going to be some great battles. Um, I I don't, I, you guys may be right. I don't think that's good. I don't think Kelly, I, I, I know Dennis Kelly. I covered him at the beginning of his career with the Eagles, and I like him. Um, I, I think he's the perfect, now I know he started well, all year for Tennessee last year because somebody got hurt. I forget who it was. One of their better tackles, their one of their, their their starting tackle. I forget who it was. Got hurt early, and he had to, he had to take over. And he did a good job. But in a perfect world, Dennis Kelly is your third tackle. And I and to me, Billy Turner is a better tackle than he is guard. Um, Turner's first year in Green Bay, he played guard and he wasn't all that great. He was okay. He played very well. I thought last year at right tackle. So I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Um, Turner at tackle, and I'm leaving. And I'm, but I'm, I'm. I guess I'm the only guy that likes Lucas Patrick around here. So I still want him starting a guard, and I want Kelly to be that guy. Because you said injuries happen, things happen. Um, but that was a great pickup. Dennis Kelly was a great pickup. Um, both if Bakhtiari isn't ready at the start, and then you know just to have him. I mean, if Turner isn't playing well, you have somebody that you can put in. If if Turner does get hurt, or um, or if one of the guards gets hurt, then you end. Yeah, and maybe you do move Turner inside and start Kelly. Although they're so deep at guard that you know I don't know if they have to. But it, anyway, this is, yeah. Now the offensive line is is um, is very it's very deep. And some they're, 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 some got some I can't talk now, but um, they're going to cut a couple offensive linemen that will probably end up being claimed and and maybe even starting for some other teams. Yeah, they've got they've got a, they've got a plethora of guys. They've got to have their th- they all can't make. It. <laughs> One other thing I'll add from um, the practices that I was at this week is that in addition to the five, like I said, uh, Jenkins, Runyon, Myers, Patrick, Turner, uh, Ben Braden, and at both guard and tackle, as Adam Stenovich told us, was getting a good number of snaps with the ones and twos. And then uh, Royce Newman saw a little bit at left guard as well. So two two other names outside of that big five, along with Kelly now, uh, to keep your eyes on there, getting some early work uh, with in playing time. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I I guess I mean you don't want to keep more than nine. So they're gonna. I mean, like I said, they're gonna somebody's gonna get cut. It's or maybe hopefully trade it and you can get something, get that pick back that you gave up for Cobb maybe or something. Um, they have some people, and I have a quick Dennis Kelly story for you. Like I said, I covered him. I remember the day the Eagles traded him to the Titans in exchange for wide receiver Doriel Green Beckham. And I would say ninety nine percent of the of the writers and people around the team all, what a great trade we got! Oh my God, Dennis Kelly, he's just a guy, and Doriel Green Beckham, blah, 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 second round pick. And the one percent was me, <laughs> who said. I don't like this trade. Doriel Green Beckham's a dog. Dennis Kelly's a good serviceable tackle that can that could you know play. And Dennis Kelly years later is still in the league now on arguably the, one of the best teams. Not not arguably one of the best teams in football. Arguably the best team. In football. Has anyone heard from Doriel Green Beckham lately? Yeah, I completely forgot his name. I hadn't heard it in a long time. That's what he was. He's a terrible player. A terrible trade and a great trade for for, for Tennessee. If you love listening to us here on the Packaday Podcast, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? Let me tell you, there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level 
Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for their initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in the episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. Yeah, I mean, and that's what we've seen that before. We've seen players and that actually one of the things that Rogers said, not to derail us from going into some other areas of the team, but one of the things Rogers did say was that one of the reasons he wanted to have input on certain players coming to play in Green Bay is because playing with him was going to elevate them. Randall Cobb isn't going to be what he is outside of Green Bay when he went to Dallas or he went to Houston. You know, maybe it's a matter of a a player gets in the right situation, you know, that he being Kelly, he goes to Tennessee and he starts some games, albeit because it was of an injury and he's not, didn't win the job, but he did play starter, you know, starter snaps and he was out there. He started games for Eagles because they had that injury. He's a great backup because he can go in, and play. I mean, he's ready to play. Mm-hmm. You know, again, yeah, you could. I mean, Tennessee started him and made Tennessee had a good year. It's not like Tennessee went, you know, six and ten last year. They were they won the division, right? Mm-hmm. He, he started for mm-hmm. division winner, and a, they 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 went around in the playoffs too, right? They didn't they didn't lose first round, did they? No, they went. How far did they go? I don't remember now how far Tennessee went last year. Didn't they, they beat Baltimore? They, 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 didn't they beat Baltimore and then they lost in the next round? Maybe I could be um, forgetting. I think you're right. I I, I'm, I don't I should notice, but I don't. Yeah, they they definitely won a game last year, right? I think, but they didn't yeah. win the game, so we know that. Well, no, no, but but still, he he was a starter for a, a division champion and a play a, a good a good playoff team, you know. Mm-hmm. And I saw some stats on him where he didn't allow he I don't think he allowed a sack or something or and he, and obviously he he, he ran blocked. He, you know, he was good blocking for the run because Henry gained eight thousand yards or something, right? So, you know, he's a good play. That was a good. I'm shocked he lasted on. The, he was on the market so long. Yeah, that also makes you kind of wonder. That's one of those th- things where you hear a name, you're familiar with it, you're like, oh, we got to get that guy. But it's like, well, why is he still out there? What are the other 31 teams not doing? What do they know that yeah. that maybe the Packers that, that, don't? But yeah, that's offensive. Only, that's the only thing that scared me. Yeah. Well, offensive line wise, yeah, the, the team looks to be in in really good shape. And we talked about Randall Cobb joining the wide receiver core. We talked about the receiver depth chart, and that was kind of one of our more intriguing areas. And you've got guys like Devin Funches, who are you know will he or won't he make the roster? And then guys like Equinemius St. Brown, Malik Taylor, that are at the bottom of the depth chart. Now you add Randall Cobb into the mix. Now it becomes kind of an interesting thing. And, you know, there are some varying degrees of opinions on whether or not Rick Cobb is a little too redundant for what Amari Rodgers offers. But Rodgers hasn't played in the NFL yet. He hasn't. We don't know if he's going to even be able to play a bunch of snaps yet. He may be more of a special teams and returner at first and work his way into the offense slowly if he's not ready to play on offense. But the Randall Cobb wrinkle, Mark, we'll kick it back to you first. What's your take on what that – might do to the depth chart. You see that changing any of your your wide receiver depth chart predictions? Oh yeah, I mean, 
the Cobb's making the team, right? I mean, although wouldn't that – oh, man, that would be the ultimate slap to Rodgers if they cut the Cobb's. I mean, oh, that, no, they're not cutting, man, right? Cobb's making the team. So that somebody's not. Somebody that we thought – unless they keep, you know, seven receivers, which I don't think they will. I mean, we were talking five or six. So Adams, Lazard, MVS, Cobb, Rodgers – or five, right? I don't. And then is Funchess the odd man out? Maybe is any of these, any of these kids that you know, this Joan Winfrey that we keep hearing nothing but good things about, uh, Malik Taylor, somebody again, just like I said on on the offensive line, a decent wide receiver isn't going to make this team. Yeah, and, and Saint Brown. Saint Brown becomes an ultimate long shot now. Mm-hmm. I didn't even mention him because I don't think he has a prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll be able to with with as many guys as they are not going to be able to keep. They're going to be able to get at least one or two on the practice. You want one or two on the practice squad to have somebody to call up, but it's going to depend on other Funches, teams. Not Funches isn't going to the practice. Well, no, not Funches, but I mean Malik Taylor potentially. Yeah. And I don't I don't remember what the eligibility rules are, but I think if they wanted, well, it, it doesn't matter now, right? Is it, aren't, aren't they going by last year's rules where you can put anybody on a practice? Yeah, squad? do they keep that rule? I think I think maybe they did. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it won't be a won't, yeah, it won't be Funches, but it's, no, if he it's, gets caught, somebody's picking him up. You would think. Well, it, and you know, Cobb. Okay, ten years later, he's 30, 31 years old. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I still think he plays hard, plays well. I think Aaron Rodgers will elevate him. He's smart. He knows where to be in the offense. All those types of things. So, as far as the if Amari Rodgers is ready to play, which is a good thing for the Packers, Paul. From what you've seen, that redundancy. With Cobb and Rodgers, you assume Lafleur and Rodgers and, and the offense are going to find ways, and, and um, Hackett are going to find ways to utilize both of them, and, and they're not going to have to necessarily split snaps. You could have that dynamicness on the field at the same time. But how? I mean, how redundant is their skill set? If you've even had a chance to look and, and delve into that, I mean, I think it's pretty similar. <laughs> I mean, coming out of college, Amari Rodgers himself compared himself to Randall Cobb. Right. I mean, that was the comp for him. They're both true slot receivers used on those design touches, uh, motion man, both in their prime, or I should say when Cobb was in his prime was very good at picking up yards after the catch still is, but obviously not at that level that he was. Amari Rogers and that Clemson was very good at that, at that as well. So there is some redundancy there. And when I first heard the news, I've come around <clears throat> on this edition one of the big reasons being, and I wrote about this at Cheesehead TV on Friday, there's really no one better for Amari Rogers to learn from. And while we expect him to make a big impact this year, it's going to be reduced now. Not to say he's not going to be on the field. He is going to be pl- get playing time. I'm sure Matt LaFleur is very happy to try to figure out how to work both those guys into his offense because they both are really just tailor-made for it with their skill sets. But there's really no one better for him to learn from because they are so similar in their playing style, what they bring to the team. They have that familiarity. And in Cobb's introductory press conference on Thursday, I believe it was, he said that, you know, he part of his development was learning from Donald driver and Greg Jennings. And he said he wants to uh, pass on those tools and help Amari Rogers. You know, he was unprompted or that was him unprompted saying that he was asked about his relationship with Amari, but he took it to that level, you know, so it wasn't necessarily just saying the right thing where, Oh, are you going to mentor him? Um, I truly believe that he means that because he talked about what that, 
uh, mentorship from Driver and Jennings meant to him, and he wants to pass that on. So I think in the long term for Rodgers, this is absolutely what's best for him. Keep in mind, he's still a third-round pick. There's going to be ups and downs for him this season. Yeah, learning so I can understand. Yep, and so I can understand why Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, uh, wanted Cobb because there's that familiarity, that chemistry where Cobb is going to, at least at the beginning of the season, he's probably going to make a bigger impact than what Rodgers would at the beginning of the season if it was just Amari Rodgers because of that, just that veteran uh, and being around that experience. So I think that learning curve for Rodgers or his trajectory, I should say, is now potentially going to be higher. This is, I made this comparison in the article and I said it's, it's not fair to make it, but look at Rashawn Gary. You know, if he was thrown to the Wolves in 2019 compared to having the Smiths to learn under and Green Bay having the Smiths to rely on and bringing him along slowly, took a big step forward in year two. Now he's poised to make an even bigger one in year three. And I know that's not fair. Rodgers is under 12th overall pick, but perhaps on his own, you know, and his own playing his own trajectory he can now reach new heights because he has someone like Cobb both on and off the field to learn from so initially my first question was why you know outside of this being Aaron Rodgers demand I guess or concession that's the word everyone's using being Rodgers concession because I didn't know how those two were going to fit I didn't know how Cobb's salary was going to fit but the more I think about it uh, I think this is good for the offense. You got a veteran to rely on in what is a key role for Matt LaFleur versus a third round rookie. But in the long run for Amari Rogers, I think this is terrific for him. Well, in a different way, because they're at different points in their career. <laughs> Tremont Williams, when he came back, was a big, he was on the field. He was productive. He was able to, to be a veteran presence out there, but he also was kind of like having a coach on the field. And I think Cobb knowing where to be and having that veteran smarts, that's one thing that the wide, the other wide receivers outside of Devontae Adams were just young and, I know MVS made some plays and he played well in the NFC Championship game, but I think some of this veteranness there to, to add to that group, I think I think it's I think it's helpful. One other thing I want to add on the receiver position on what Mark was talking about on whether they keep five or six because Mark, you listed them off. That's five, and that's how many they had on the initial roster last year. So the real question becomes if they keep six, and I guess you could make the argument last year because they kept Tyler Irvin, but he was a running back, so maybe a bit nitpicky there, but. Either way, if they keep a sixth receiver, do you go with someone like Devin Funchess or a sixth receiver, do you choose special teams help? Because if that's the case, then Funchess is going to have a real tough time making this final roster, whereas Juwan Winfrey, and in a vacuum, skill-wise, at this point in their careers, Funchess, we know, as a receiver, is the more talented receiver. But if Winfrey can continue to show out throughout the preseason as he's done through minicamp in the first few days here, plus bring that special teams ability. I mean, maybe you got to go with that at that point because having six receivers on the roster and none of them outside of, you know, Rogers being a punt returner, uh, be real special teams contributors. You just typically don't see that. No, I agree. And I'm glad you brought up about Rogers being the punt because he's still going to have a big role on this team. He's going to be yep. a kick returner and punt returner, which they're pretty important parts. I mean, kick not as much as punt because most kicks go out of the end zone now, but um, he's going to, you know, and it's funny, like you said, Randy, you know, Cobb is a good mentor. Cobb was a pretty good kick returner when he first came in the league. So, um, as Jason pointed out earlier, he got for his, his first game against the New Orleans Saints brought a kick back 109 yards. Well, wouldn't that be something if Amari Rodgers brought a kick back? Then that'd be 109, but brought a, brought a kick back 
against the Saints on opening day this year, right? I mean, and then Cobb's father was Roger's coach, right? At, at in college, I mean, uh, am I wrong? Other other way around. What, what do you mean? Roger's father. Oh, Roger's father. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so they're close. They know each other. I mean, mm-hmm. um, that's that's a yeah. I mean, I didn't mind Cobb coming back. I was a little surprised. Um, I'll be honest. Um, I wasn't surprised after Rod, Aaron Rodgers said it, but um, <laughs> I, you know, but again, I'm wondering somebody's not going to make the team, or somebody's going to get traded, or something's going to happen, right? They, and I, I don't think they're keeping seven. No, I, I don't do think, think so either. I, I do think they got to keep one of the younger guys, like you said, A for special teams, and B because they don't have anybody. None of them are, are signed next year, except Amari, except Amari Rogers. Mm-hmm. I mean, would they? Let me ask you this. So let's say Funches looks really good in camp. And how has he looked, Paul? Did you notice any? Did you, was there any noticeable? Ah, uh, no. He had a he had a catch, but nothing nothing that's. But, but, but there's no rust. Uh, I not enough that I could make but, that decision so or make if, that. If Funches is what they thought he was when they signed him a year ago, and everybody else is, you know, Cobb's Cobb, and they're not, you know, rookie. Like I said, five are making it, or maybe do they? Would they trade a MVS or trade a Lazard? I don't think so. No? Okay. Because no one else on the roster does what MVS does. Right. And Lazard is a restricted free agent next year, so he'll still come super cheap for Green Bay. Okay. So, so, I mean, well, I'll say this. I think they're only going to keep two quarterbacks now. I think Paul's new best friend is going to be on the practice squad. (laughs) Which is fine. That's nothing wrong with that. Um, so they're going to save a spot. They're they're going to save Tim Boyle's spot, right? From last, mm-hmm. if we look at last year's roster, so they can't add a. They can they can go at least six receivers because if they're only with the two quarter. You know what I'm saying? If they only keep two quarterbacks, that that opens a spot somewhere else. So they can keep six, but six is tough too. It's still Funches could be in trouble. That, that's my take. One thing else. Real, can you trade Funches? Funches has a great camp. It looks good in preseason. Can they trade Funches? It would make more yeah. sense because if you think that Lazard or MBS are a, are a longer term part of this team, and I don't know if they plan on resigning MBS already or not, but Cobb is going to be here after this year. So if you trade any of those guys away, you're going to be getting rid of, you're going to be losing multiple guys that are you would think are going to play significant snaps this season. The one thing I'll add about Funches, and if the I mean, he's only on this. If the other teams know that he could be cut, is there going to be much of a market? I guess it would take out any competition if you're just willing to trade right. for him. But one thing I'll say about Funches, though, is he's listed at 6'4", 225. If he sticks, if he's on this roster, man, what a slot weapon. Seeing him line up there, there was one play in particular that really sticks out from practice. He was lined up in the slot, and uh, rookie uh, Shamar Jean Charles was the slot corner. Man, what a height difference. Unfortunately, it was a running play. I wanted to see uh, how the Rook could handle going up against Funches in the slot. But if he can shake off that rust, if he can make this team, what a matchup problem because he is he's a massive human being. Well, that's the that's the other nice thing, too, about the talent on this roster is that the rookies are going to get trial by fire right now because they're coming up against some really good talent on the opposite opposite of them. So on Friday, uh, we heard reports Eric Stokes got on the field. He was getting some 
reps against the starters. And what a better way to learn the cornerback position in the NFL than to have to cover Devontae Adams every time that he goes out there. And obviously Adams made him look foolish a couple times on the end zone fade to score a touchdown over the rookie. But those are the kind of things that are going to iron sharpens iron. I think that's going to make that cornerback group really good, having to go up against some of those talented receivers. Like you mentioned, Paul Funches in the slot. He might not be what he was at his peak. He's not played in two years, but you could do a lot worse. And I think he's he's at least got the savvy to make some of these younger defensive backs stronger and, and help them kind of refine their skill set. And then and you've got Jair Alexander, and Alexander spoke to the media, and you know, he's he's just internally confident. You know, I, I'm, I'm not overlooked because I know I'm good enough and it's uh, as I know I'm the best and that's good enough for me. And, you know, he doesn't have to go out there and be a full-on Deion Sanders or Richard Sherman. Just go out there and make plays and let your play speak for itself. And he's, he's going to be, you know, kind of the boisterous personality that he is. But talking about some of that buzz and refreshing, that's the kind of stuff I refresh Twitter for is to hear, like, does, you know, Ken Stokes handle – Devontae Adams, even just one snap. Can he win just one snap? Because that would be a huge win for the rookie. I know it's asking a lot. But I was actually going to flip over to another position on defense because one of the questions we wanted to answer was inside linebacker because for the first time, the Packers actually have a healthy competition at inside linebacker. Paul, you attended camp the other day. So you've got Chris Barnes, Devondre Campbell, the, the free agent that they signed who was with the Cardinals, and Kamal Martin. So what did you see when you attended training camp as far as who got the bulk of the snaps? And obviously we know there aren't going to be two inside linebackers on the field very much at the same time, but I still think there's something to be said about who was out there when they started playing. Yeah, it was clearly favored towards both Devondre Campbell and Chris Barnes as the two getting the most reps with the ones. Um, and I think looking back on last year, I, we're all high and excited or we're all high on and excited for Chris or uh, Kamal Martin just the flash that he brings, but there's a lot of refinement to his game that's needed as well. Plays incredibly fast, incredibly downhill, but in a way that's also that was also a detriment to him a bit last year's as we saw overrunning plays, missing tackles, things of that nature. So there's still more growing for him. Whereas Chris Barnes, even as a rookie and undrafted rookie, nonetheless, he was, he was very, very steady. Uh, and then Devondre Campbell, he's a long player, he's a tall, long, and as we've talked about on here before, just well-rounded. He's not flashy, not going to stand out in any one particular area, but he's a three-down linebacker, can hold his own in coverage, can hold his own as a blitzer, hold his own against the run. So seeing those two take a bulk of those first-team snaps and just kind of looking at the games of those of the other linebackers on on the roster, I, I think that makes sense from what we've seen so far. The inside linebacker position is getting some buzz, Mark. Any thoughts on that group? Again, I don't think you're going to see two of them on the field at the same time, but these are the green dots, and these are the guys that make the calls and kind of keep everything together. I was excited about the Campbell signing just based on a little little bit of film that I saw, and I think you were a fan of it as well, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, I, I like Campbell. Um, I, I I wanted him a year ago when, instead of Kersky, but, uh, you know, he went to Arizona. Um yeah, I like all three guys. I think, I mean, again, competition is great and depth is great. This, I'm telling you, this Packer team, we, we've talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and I, you know, I, I wrote about it for Packer Report. This is a deep, damn, this team is deep. I mean, they're going to, we talked about wide receiver, they're, they're going to cut a good wide receiver. They're going to cut a good offensive lineman. They're going to cut 
I'm anxious to see this. I'm anxious to see how many guys the Packers release come whatever that, that day is that end up on other teams and not just on the team, but, but playing for that team. Because I'm telling you, there's there's some guys that, that aren't going to make this team that teams like the Jaguars and the Texans and maybe the Eagles. Uh, um, who else is bad? Um, no, the whole, the whole NFC East probably. But I just hope they go there and they don't go to the Lions and Bears and Vikings. Um because there are some guys that, that there are some good football players that aren't going to be among the best fifty-three in, in in Green Bay that you don't want to be facing. Well, I just don't want them to go to the Vikings or Bears because you know, <laughs> I don't like the I don't like the Vikings. Right, or Bears. and uh, you know, a sad. I, I want to see them go to. Well, hopefully, Jack. I mean, hopefully, it, it goes by the, like the draft order, right? So, like, if if they do cut whoever, Jacksonville gets the first crack at them. So. I know people mm-hmm. in Texas now. I'm going to tell them, hey, claim this guy, claim that guy, claim this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Breaking hearts and not with the Packers anymore is Jamal Williams. He's still holding court in, in his press conferences and as entertaining as ever in a Lions uniform. <laughs> it's just so weird to see him in a Lions uniform, but yeah. I wish him well. That, that's the one. That's the worst thing that happened this offseason. Well, yeah, and as crazy well, stuff. Well, as <laughs> as has been said before, I'm a huge supporter of Jamal Williams. I hope he has a lights out season all but two weeks. Of the year, fourteen and two. No, they're not going fourteen and two. I don't care how good Jamal Williams is. The Lions aren't going fourteen. I will bet my. I'll, I'll hold me to it. I will bet my house right now on air. Anybody that's listening can hold me to it. If the Lions go fourteen and two this season, and, well, it, it, well, it's a safe bet because they're seventeen games. So you, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. See, see that everyone? Jason knows what he's doing. That's a smart bet right there. Can't lose. <laughs> I'll say 15. Fine, I'll say 15 and 2. They have to win that 15th game. If I have to give up my house, they have to win 15 games. You don't think that's going to happen, huh? You don't believe in Jared Goff? No, not at all. All Not even a little bit. Or Tim Boyle. Take your pick. Oh, that's right. Boyle's there, too. Or Tim Boyle with the Lions. So, I mean, but... I would rather talk about the Packers and all this depth that they have. This is, I mean, this is just this little snippet of everything we've talked about so far. And this, this is just one week, a couple days into training camp, right? So you've got Jordan Love getting some snaps at quarterback. Rodgers is back. Everything seems to be okay. My theory still, I'm not 100% sure that it's not going to happen if there's going to be any kind of fatigue halfway through the season just because of all the questions. Not only Rodgers getting questions, but his teammates getting constant questions about, well, how do you feel? It's halfway through the season, and it could be Aaron's last last game upcoming at Lambeau. How are you going to feel? How are you going to run out of the tunnel? What are you going to do to honor him? All that kind of stuff, and if they get fatigued from it. But we'll let that we'll let that play out as it will. But as far as anything else, I guess we'll go around the horn before we wrap anything up. There were any other topics that we want to talk about before we uh, talk been- about – stuff for this this week that's coming up with you guys in your writing i'm gonna make just a couple quick notes um so that third safety saw vernon scott there um with the starters when the when the green bay packers had three safeties on the field mark cover ears but dexter williams he's actually making some plays in the passing game um early on and i know that that's been a an issue for him oh, in the past i need to cover my DJ ears Slayton, too. <laughs> listed at six four three thirty that seems like the man is huge <laughs> and there was one play in particular he hasn't been out with the ones because kiki's on the nfi list so the three defensive linemen with the ones have been clark lowry and lancaster so he was up against uh stepaniak and hansen and just absolutely moved both of those guys it was really fun to watch and like i said i know it's not against the ones but still nonetheless for your fifth round rookie it's exciting to see and then jay sternberger 
man, the man knows how to get open running those routes and has some wiggle afterwards. So hopefully he can stay healthy this year and we can see some of that in the, in live action. Well, two less games of wear and tear on old Jace before he comes back from his two-game suspension. So the, they need Slayton. They need Slayton to be a player, and, and I don't think that's me. It's hyperbole because, like I said, Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster can only be effective if they play the appropriate number of snaps. If TJ Slayton can come in and start taking some of those and, and even surpass – like a Lancaster by the end of the season. I know that's a big ask for a mid-round pick. That's a huge, huge hit for the Packers. This draft could end up being one of the better ones that they've had in a long time. Absolutely. All right, guys. So before we close her out, we'll be back next week with some more training camp nuggets and any other news or buzz that happens throughout this next week. We can finally move on from the, the, the dramatic question, which has now been answered, but over at Packer Report, as we gear up for training camp and as the season approaches, Mark, what do we have to look forward to this week? Well, I'll wait, we'll wait and see what happens. I'm not there, obviously, but I, you know, I'll try to get um, some opinions on what's going on at camp and what else to look forward to moving ahead. Um, some of the stuff we talked about tonight, just you know, they there's some tough decisions for this team to make, and camp camp usually to me. And maybe we can do a show about camps. I could, I covered so many of them. Um, most times, you know, there's like one or two spots on the bottom of the roster. I mean, and I'm, people like to make the camp out to be, oh, yeah, a lot of training camp battle. Nah, there's really like, maybe there's like a starting spot, but you know, but still both guys are going to make the team. Um, so sometimes there's a backup. The backup quarterback is a, is a spot. Packers got a lot of spots. I mean, this, when we, we talked about wide receiver. We talked about offensive line. Paul, you, you you brought up that Jay Sternberger's looking, you know, like, tight end. Are are they are they going to keep five tight ends? I mean, I you, don't know. That's tough, especially you, with the receiver you, position. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, I don't you know. can't keep seven, six receivers, five. You you just can't keep all them people. I mean, there's only fifty three, so it adds up in a hurry if if you keep keeping an extra everything. Mm-hmm. So there's some there's a lot of good. The only the only spot I think, and see if you guys agree. And I know we're wrapping it up here, but defensive line is like the only thing where it's and, and who knows they might bring in another defensive lineman before this is all all over with. But that's like the only thing where there isn't really any competition, right? Yeah, I think for the most part, at least not With on the, the five back. guys. The five right. guys are the five guys, right? Yeah, there's we, there's well, there's no competition at quarterback yet. <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but outside and hopefully not a kicker. Uh, I'd like there to be some competition at punter. punter. There is, there is a punter, and there is a long snap. Legitimate punter. I think there's competition at punter. Yeah, is this going to be like Giorgio Chavecchio comes in and like, come on? I mean, you're bringing somebody in to appease the media, but Mason Crosby's <laughs> really the kicker. Is somebody oh, really no, going to push no. J.K. Scott? Yes. Okay, I hope Crosby you're right. Had a, Crosby had, I think, one of, if not his best year of his career after Giorgio yep. was brought in. So maybe we'll have the same effect with J.K. Scott. And I, think Scott one thing, I think he wins the battle, but I think I don't think it's a given. I think if Scott looks, if he struggles and his and his kid looks good, I don't know. I'm, I, yeah, I mean, hey, the, the special teams coach said he had his back against the wall. Not me. <laughs> That's very true. Right, I yeah. about that. One, one thing I wanted to add, too, because, Mark, you brought up the defensive line. With Rodgers' restructure, I think they have, like, 9-ish, $10 million in cap space this year. So there's After clear... Cobb and Kelly? Did that include Cobb and Kelly? After those guys, yep. Oh, wow, okay. And so 
it's clear they're all in for this year. Like the cap, we, I don't remember if we talked about it on air or off before, but they're $50 million over the salary cap right now in 2022. <laughs> so what the heck what the heck matters if you bring in another interior defensive lineman to help bolster that unit? You know, and I'm not talking someone who's going to break the bank, but veteran minimum deal, maybe a little bit over that. So I have no uh, – I guess I don't. I'm not sitting here saying that's going to happen, but something to keep your eyes on. Well, snacks, snacks hasn't signed anybody, right? Oof. Nope. Don't bring him until the end of the season. That's... He's like an end of the season guy. I don't think he, he won't. He won't last 17 games. No, but he might be 400 pounds by week 15 if, if he's not playing football. That's <laughs> true. Got to find that healthy balance. I understand what Mark is saying there. Um, yeah. So, I'm just saying, you know, yeah, I, I, it's it. I don't know. I did. But all the crazy, and it's, it's probably the craziest Packer offseason, well, since the Favre one, right? I mean. Yeah. No surprise and like there. The <laughs> and, and this is kind of crazier. I, I think this was even crazier than Favre's. Um, this team, I mean, they, they've done a lot of good things that, that, that are being overlooked because of the craziness. Good draft. They kept everybody but Lindsley and Jamal Williams, but, I mean, he, he would have been the third running back. Um I I just think this is a really good team. Now, again, who knows what's going to happen when they start playing for for real? But um, I actually did a um, a show with a friend of mine that's doing a podcast up in up in Philly area, and he brought up that I you know I write about the Packers down. He said it, it's like a, it was like a gambling type show, a better you know whatever. And he said that the over under on the Packers, I think it was ten and a half now or something, or eleven. I, don't, I forget what it was. I think it was ten and a half. I said. I would, not that I, would, I make these kind of things, but I said I would strongly suggest taking the over. Over. So yeah, the, well, the big difference between 08 and now is this this Packers team's way better than the 2008 Packers team was going to be, even with Favre, if he had stayed. Yeah. So this is it, it's crazy and it's exciting because this team is deep, like you said, and definitely take the over. I'm definitely taking the over on that for sure. I think, the, I think the Packers, 11 is basically the old 10. Whatever it, whatever it used yeah. to be before, you got to add one to it if you yeah, want to, right. yeah, you know. And not only the division's very good. I really don't. Now the Bears are going to struggle. I think the Bears will struggle because I don't. I don't know if they have their their quarterback situation is not that. Good. The Lions' quarterback situation is even worse, and Minnesota thinks their quarterback situation is great. They keep coming up with all these magical. They they, they keep coming up with all these magical stats that make it sound like they have a really good quarterback. But then and Vikings fans will tell you that they do, but the results don't seem to show it every year. So let, I'll take let that. Win a good game. Yeah, let them win a big game first. One okay. time, just one, just one big game. I, no, I don't think the Vikings are. I think the Vikings. I think the Vikings and Bears are. Well, you can't be five hundred now, so I think they're either nine and eight or eight and nine. Yeah, and I actually think the Lions, although the coach is a nut, um, I think the Lions are just as talented as either one of them. To be honest with you. Well, I wouldn't. If, I wouldn't again, mind if they all. Hey, I wouldn't mind if they all finish with seven wins somehow, and they become the new NFC East. Well, minus well, the Packers no, because the Packers would, would have 13 or 14 so yeah but yeah I, I'm, I think Pack, I don't I, I, again I, and I try not to be Joe fan because I never you know I'm I, for 30 some years I was I had to be very objective which I thought I was objectively this is a very very good team yeah yeah I, no I don't think like I said I don't think that's hyperbole I mean I think and it's it's gonna you know it's gonna lend itself to a lot of good stuff hopefully for content for the shows and i've started doing two days a week over in quick slants podcast so 
as far as this next week, it's going to be more training camp news, and, and I'll have the next next one out for Monday, and I'll do another one on Thursday as well. So that's going to be all training camp updates and news and nuggets. And, uh, Paul, I don't want to forget about you because you've got Packers Unrestricted, and you've got Cheesehead TV and Dairyland Express. What's going on with you this week? Uh, really, it's just play it by year. There's obviously a lot going on with camp every day, so I don't have anything planned as of now. We're just going to see what happens. Big surprise, I guess you could say. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everybody stay cool. It's summertime. We'll have more weather reports for you next week. Maybe, who knows, will, when will hurricane season come around on the East Coast? Hopefully it skips. <laughs> nope, hopefully it skips you completely. That's what I was going to say. Hopefully it skips yeah, you exactly. completely. And any of those tropical storms in the Pacific skip Arizona because we get some of that residual weather from it too. It's monsoon season here, so we get those crazy dust and sandstorms. So. Who knows? You never know. If anybody else wants to send us their weather report, we'll read it on our show and we'll give you a shout out. So send us your uh, tweets. I'm at Jason Perone on Twitter. You can follow Mark. Mark, your is it at Mark Eckel? What is what is your Twitter handle? Mark Eckel zero eight. Mark Eckel zero eight, and it's Paul at Paul underscore Brettel yes, on sir. Twitter. All right, guys. Well, good discussion. Packers football is back. It's very very exciting. In the meantime, everybody enjoy your weekend. As always, stay safe, stay cool. And go pack go. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.